the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffle Podcast, Episode 30. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Hey, Sandra. Good morning, Tammy. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am good this morning. I'm good. I it's finally got finally got a little chilly here in Austin, Texas, so it's starting to feel like fall now, finally. It's nice. Um speaking of your fair city, um Rich Roll was in your city last week. I know. Can you believe I didn't stalk him? I didn't. Sandra. It seemed like he was very <laughs> occupied. I know. Like I even knew where he was staying. It was I know. Nice. But um yeah, I didn't, didn't stalk him. I let him go. I let him go and explore the city on his own. Yeah, and that's what he did. I was just watching his <laughs> sure, Instagram. sure like he felt something was missing. I'm sure he would have. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But. I was just waiting for you to like be in the background of one of his Instagram stories, like saying hi. <laughs> like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Like your Sandra head I made for <laughs> She Recovers or Natalie made. Yeah. Just Sandra head on a stick, just like behind Ritual. Like, hey. <laughs> I should have taken you. <laughs> I should have taken you with me to the workshop this weekend. Um, oh yeah, at, down in Scotts Valley. I should have taken you along with Liz and Cheryl and Sandra. That's what it would have been. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I um, I do want to share a tiny bit. I went to a really awesome writer's um, creative workshop. It was not necessarily, it was a lot of writing we did. We did six hours of writing, so it definitely was writing. Um, But it was with Liz Gilbert and Cheryl Strayed, and I booked it last October. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of my writer friends from Write Doe Bay quickly, like, you know, added me to the Facebook link, and uh, I was on a shuttle bus to Las Vegas for Casey's 51st birthday. And they're like, if you're going to do it, we got to buy this now. And it was significant, the, the cost of going. And uh, I was like, I, I haven't talked to my husband. Like, you know, normally big purchases like that, I don't just do on my own. And um, I went ahead and just did it mm. and kind of forgot about it, actually. And so it came around, you know, October, we're here one year later, and so glad I did that, Sandra. So glad that I it sold out in 48 hours. Oh, I'm sure. It had a 2000 person waiting list. Oh my god. <laughs> so there was 200 between 250 and 300 people at this workshop. And it was the perfect size. It was in this room where you could really just see them right on the stage. There was maybe, I don't know, 20 rows. Mhm. So it just felt intimate, you know, and um we got a ton of time with them Friday night, wow. six hours on Saturday, a Q and a session on Sunday. And it was just really great. And when I come home from these things, 
it's like you reentry is hard after being away for, for a, recre- a creative retreat, I find. Uh-huh. Because you're just like in the zone and you have all these ideas. And I woke up writing in the morning and putting all my ideas down. And I just came home totally energized and like, let's do the- all these ideas all today, all on Monday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I did a few of them, but uh, yeah, so it was good. I would love to share more about it in another podcast because it was really, there were so many nuggets and so many really great things. That I oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah. I can't even that. That just sounds like overwhelming even. Yeah. I love, I, um, I guess both of those writers have their, you know, their one big book that kind of catapulted them. But it's funny for both of them, I like their other work more than the one book Mm -hmm. that, that kind of launched their quote unquote success. I think like, I love Cheryl Strait's, um, tiny beautiful things where she culminates all of her uh, you know dear um, rumpus uh, sugar d- right dear sugar in the on the rumpus mm-hmm. she wrote his dear sugar on the rumpus yeah I love that book love that book I mean every um, question and response is like a masterpiece I think and then I love and miss um Elizabeth Gilbert's Facebook posts always just blew my mind. They were always so good. Well, she talked about how um, we talked about social media on the last day when people were doing the Q and a, and she was just saying like that, you know, she went away for a while. She's like, it's, she says it's social media is a garden that I just can't tend to right now. Mm hmm. Yeah, you can tell that she, if she's going to do it, she wants to do it right. And so it's kind of all or nothing. Yeah. And she says, I'm, you know, she's taking care of Rhea, um, you know, who is, um, has cancer and dying. Right. So I was surprised that she was there. I wasn't sure if she was going to be there or not, but her college roommate does the programming for 1440 multiversity and called her and asked her to do this before they even opened. So they, Mm. we were the first, um, type of workshop like this, um, held there. They've had some small ones and some speakers come for half a day and three hour sessions and things, but this was their first offering, um, Mm -hmm. they ever made, um, to show their investors. I'm sure like we can fill this thing, like we can do this and it's Mm -hmm. sold out immediately. Um, Mm -hmm. but her, her storytelling on social media, she's, she just made a joke. She's like, why do people go on social media and say like, I'm going to take a break. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is too much. She's like, why are people making these announcements? <laughs> She's like, who is really cares? <laughs> right. It's true. It's true. I these mean, proclamations. I'm you know, I, I might tell myself and tell a couple, a handful of people, yeah. you know, I'm taking a break, but it's right. Like who cares? Whatever. Do your thing. It's, you know, like yeah. make your choice and, and do it and no apologies necessary, <laughs> but I do miss her Facebook posts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, um, Cheryl was saying that, um, uh, but she said one more quote that I would love since we're talking about this. Um, she said, social media is like tofu. It's a neutral power source. So she said, it can take on whatever flavor you want. Like it could be bad, I guess, if that's what right. you want to do with it. But it could also have all these really beautiful, wonderful things that you can kind of um, share there and cultivate community. And she's like, it's just like tofu. So it's like whatever you whatever you add to it is what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And everybody's experience is different. And yeah. So it was really, 
Really lovely. Glad to be home. But glad that I, I went ahead and did the thing that I was a little nervous to do, which is usually what happens, right? Yeah. 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 Of course. Yeah. Um, sounded any, amazing. Yeah. Any, um, anything you want to share or anything creatively you're doing or? I, I'm doing a lot of creative things, but I keep Ta- you know, talking about them and, you know, less talk, more action kind of <laughs> place is where I'm coming from right now. Okay. So, but one little thing builds on another. I had another wonderful photo shoot yesterday. And so these little things are, are building and before you know it, you will go to my website and it'll be totally different. That's, that's going to be the end result. But, um, mm-hmm. at the moment it's just, you know, little steps. Yeah, so, you're working on it. Which okay. are not that exciting. Yeah. Well, you totally inspired me with putting out your newsletter. And that had been something that has been in my brain for a long time that I just felt was too overwhelming. And you pulled the trigger and totally inspired me. Well, good. Thank you. I'm glad that I inspired you. Yeah. You did. And, and, I've been taking this class with Tiffany Hahn, her inner circle class with the raise your hand, say yes. And on my way down to my weekend, I listened to this two hour call that she had. Um, I didn't know it was going to be two hours, but it was perfect. I was on the freeway and she was just talking about taking those, you know, actionable steps towards doing something. And mm-hmm. a newsletter is a really a big part of her class saying that, you know, It's hard for people to go read blogs now. They're not going to read them like they used to read them. However, Mm -hmm. a newsletter can be full of so many different things, you know, and different creative ways to send out a newsletter, which I am going to work on adding a a, a video component to my newsletter of me painting or drawing some of my lists, which I do on Mm -hmm. Instagram a little bit, but only for 15 seconds. Mm -hmm. Um, She was like, add an element that is you and, and also save, this is my advice that I wanted to tell you that she said, save newsletters that you love. Like, you know, when you get newsletters and you delete them Mm -hmm. or unsubscribe, save the ones that you like their design, how they presented things. Use those to inspire your newsletters, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I kind of found myself doing that. I was Mm. going back to a few that I, I don't subscribe to a ton, actually, I'll be honest. Um, because, you know, or I'll, I'll unsus- uh, unsubscribe if I'm done just because, you know, your inbox can get so – there's just so much content out there. My God, that's the bottom line. Yeah. And so I'm, I, I can be kind of choosy about it where I put my time and what I read. But I did find that I was going back to a few and looking at them and, and just as far as like design and sharing and, um, you know, mine – I've sent out two now. I'm going to work on, work on the next one on on Thursday morning. That's my day mm-hmm. now that I have allotted to blogging and newslettering. Um, if you want to get my newsletter, you can go to my site and there's a teal bar at the top for now. That's the way it's laid out. You click on that and you put in your address. Um, again, as I alluded, things are going to change a little bit on the on at least the first page of my site other places too but anyway I don't know my the shape and form and content may evolve but for now um yeah it's just I'm I'm mostly talking about things that I don't that I haven't talked to because I have a lot to say Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have a lot to say (laughs) good (laughs) and so 
on my newsletter. There's some things there that that I probably haven't said on social media or the podcast. So that's yeah. all I'm going to say. I like <laughs> it. Well, that was also too. Don't make the newsletter just everything that like regurgitating yeah. all of your other. Right. For exactly. sure. And I would have to say all my, the other content. When I sent out my first one yesterday, it was like kind of a practice. And it kind of was that promoting the pod, promoting um, an interview. Um, I'm doing a fundraiser for the Santa Rosa Fire um, Relief Fund. Um, so I put some things there, but it's an opportunity to do something a little differently. And yeah, and to share the little nuggets that maybe you wouldn't share anywhere else in, in your work. So I, I don't know. I thought it was great. I thought, I thought, um, seeing you do it just was like, yeah, I, why am I waiting? Why have I been waiting this long? Um, so can you tell if we have new listeners that uh, your website so that people can, Oh yeah, it's it? the unruffled.com. Yeah. And mine is just my name, Tammy Salas, T-A-M-M-I-S-A-L-A-S.com. Cause I don't, can't think of anything else to call it. <laughs> just going to be my name. I've thought about changing it and making it more complicated. No, I'm just no, going to leave it what it is. I don't think you need to do that. That's all that it is. Um, so yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. And as soon as I get 500 subscribers, I am going to be, um, doing a little, a random selection. I, I think they do those online. You can do those random numbers and pick a winner out of the 500 um, and give them a ray of light piece of artwork. So it can be for them or it can be for a family member or a loved one. And I will give away a ray of light um, piece of art. Exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. Okay. Well, we should get in. I wanted to yeah. um, break kind of segue into who our guest is today by giving you Yet another quote. <laughs> um, Christina Ferry is going to love us with this one because um, I have so many quotes in my book from the weekend. But Elizabeth Gilbert, when she gave her talk this weekend, talked about creativity being a form of shamanism. And then she kind of broke into why that was or why she thought that was. And our guest today is Katie Strabley, and she's going to talk about some magical, mystical things, too, in our um, interview, which I'm, I'm really glad that we talked about. But yeah, um, she was delight, wasn't she? She, yes, yes, she was a delight. She, um, if, if you don't follow her on Instagram, you should, she is the, right. The Katie Chronicles dot com. Mm -hmm. No, the Katie Chronicles <laughs> at the Katie Chronicles. Yeah. At <laughs> the Katie Chronicles. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And, um, her, Instagram feed is just, it's visually beautiful. Her content is really beautiful. She's always been attracted to the magic and mystics. She's always felt a um, connection to er the earth's energy. And that comes through in her um, Instagram feed. Um, in her sobriety, she found spirituality and... She's now found her purpose, and it's growing beyond her wildest dreams. Um, she uses her tools that she learned in sobriety to live in awareness one day at a time. And she harnesses the moon's power. As you'll see, she talks about it a lot in her Instagram feed, and she's cultivating her own inner divine femininism. Um, she... 
What else? She well, she talked go about ahead. She, yeah, she talked about how all of that kind of fuels her desire to live with intention each day and how she takes action towards her higher purpose. Like you can just tell it's like like she said she's almost like a channel and um mm-hmm. she she views her life as art, which I loved. I love when mm-hmm. she she just thinks that her whole life is art and she believes that you can co-create every moment, every breath, every day when you just have faith. And her hope is to assist you on your journey of manifestation. And we do talk about the divine feminine and she is um she prefers to call it instead of manifestation a woman Womanifestation. God, I got that wrong. It's, an, it's a. It's hard it's a to mouthful. say. Well, you just have to say it a couple of times, yeah. right? Right, right. Well, it's different. Yeah, it's what she's yeah. introducing. Womanifestation. Yes. Um, she has a beautiful new um, website and store where she's packaging up these beautiful kits for moon um, cycles and for rituals, saging rituals, um, which I have one, which she's prompted me, and we'll talk about it later in the interview, but to burn that sage. (laughs) So I'm going to add that to my Virgo to-do list and I'm going to do that. I don't know if that's right. It doesn't matter. She assured me that it is just fine. However I do it. (laughs) So I hope everybody enjoys her. Um, and learns a little something. Um, she is not from Texas, as I had previously announced on the podcast. She's friends with a lot of gals from Texas, and so yeah. I want I want everybody to be from Texas, kind of. So I know, I, <laughs> I know the Texans though, and I knew I knew that wasn't right. That's but I'm glad right. we figured out where she actually does live, and that is in the southern tip of Illinois. But yes. <laughs> she is she's yeah. not from Texas. No, no. sorry, Katie, if I you know, yeah. No, she's not from Texas, but she has a heart as big as Texas. And I just loved how open she was with us. So I hope that everybody enjoys it too. Yeah. Enjoy Katie. Welcome to the show, Katie. Thank you. Good morning, ladies. Glad to talk to you, ladies. Good morning, Sandra. Us too. I I followed you on Instagram for a long time, but we have never spoken. And it's funny... Our, some of our mutual Instagram friends, I'm going to call them out, Jen and Deanna, both asked me, have you ever t- talked to Katie on the phone? And I'm like, no. Why, why haven't I gotten these phone conversations? No, I have not. <laughs> so I'm excited. Yes, finally. Yeah. Well, I um, chatted with you last week for a few minutes while I was away to do a little kind of pre-interview, which we normally don't do, but you know, maybe we should a little, like if we could carve out, because that was just nice to get to chat with you beforehand um, and do a little check-in on things, you know, and then be ready for today. So thanks for, thanks for taking the call and answering my questions and getting yeah. us up to speed. Um, so let's just drop in. Let's just get going on this. Um, can you like kind of share with our listeners, you know, you know, how you found your way to, you know, living a sober lifestyle or, or if you identify with a recovery, uh, sobriety date, what that is? Um, yeah, my sobriety date was August 29th of last year, 2016. And my road to recovery is very long. Um, I was fighting to get sober ever since I really started drinking um, Mm. in my early teens. And um, it just was always a part of 
um, not being able to get there besides my pregnancies. Um, like I never really had a long streak of sobriety, um, more than a few weeks. So, but finally I made it and it was very like a calm decision. Nothing like major happened. I just was like, okay, this is it. Like I can't, I finally got the message. Like I can't deny myself any longer right so it was something that had gnawed at you for a long time or did you yeah how old are you katie if you don't mind me asking i am gonna be 38 this week oh this week happy early birthday wow i love it yeah so for long so over 20 years then it was kind of is that did you start drinking as a teenager you said yeah yeah and um, I battled with drugs and alcohol until like my early 20s. Okay. So, and then it was just alcohol. <laughs> so it was like you just knew from, you just retired, right? <laughs> yeah, I was just tired. I was just like, man, like I can't keep arguing with myself over this any longer, right? Like <laughs> mm-hmm. can't keep continuing down this path because it's going nowhere. And then when I chose sobriety, I mean, my whole life started over, right? Like, I kind of went back to when I was young and, like, started rebuilding my life emotionally. Um, So, yeah. How did you... Glad to be here today. Yeah. Well, did you... um, So you didn't have, like, a a, your bottom. It wasn't, like, a physical place. It was a mental place. Like, you, you knew that you were just done. Yeah. I mean, I had like so many bottoms over Mm. the years, like bad things. Um, but I was, I'm just really stubborn and I would just, you know, get past it and kind of forget about Uh it. Or it's denial. I mean, I talk about that all the time, but denial was played. I mean, it was like a, just a curtain that I kept tightly closed and every once in a while, I catch a little glimpse outside of, you know, like a little parting of the curtain. I catch a little glimpse and then I'd shut it back tight again. Nope. Don't want to look at that. Yeah. 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 Cause just... it was hard work, right? Like all those hard layers you put on yourself over the years with yeah. alcohol and, um, your identity. It was like, yeah, identity. Uh, that's too hard. I'm just going to face with it. all the changes, you know, that, that, that would be inevitable that actually, you know, that did actually come to fruition. It was just, it was too scary. All of it. Yeah. Um, did, did now you're a mom, right? So did motherhood have anything, like, did it help push you, did it help push those feelings up to the surface for you? You uh, know that you might want to quit or that you couldn't do it like this anymore? Because it's hard to mother when you're drinking. Yeah. Well, my son is 13, mm-hmm. so I did drink a long time with him um, around, but I kind of, like, hid it. Mm-hmm. Um well, or at least I thought I did. <laughs> right. Um, I don't think he'll really remember it too much. But then my daughter is five and it started getting to the point like, yes, in the last couple of weeks before I decided to get sober, we were at the grocery store and um, she like said really loud, like, mom, don't forget your wine. And mm. I was like, oh, mm. yeah. 
you know, and like I do these um, photo albums um, for my family and I would like look back through there and I would take like all these artsy pictures of like my wine glass or, you know, like, oh, yeah, there was always alcohol in the pictures. And I was just like, oh, like that is not who I am. That's not life. Right. So, yeah, it all came together. Yeah, I used to take those pictures too, Katie. Oh, you are not alone. Yeah, no, I, I, you can just <laughs> I look back. back a little bit on any of my social media, and they're all—it's a prop. <laughs> yeah, okay. I thought it was so glamorous, and I was so chic, and just you know, I live in wine country, and um, oh yeah. But and now when I look at that, um, I ordered chat books from my Instagram feed, so it pulls it's the Instagram series so it pulls every photo I've ever put on Instagram I have it in a book and when I look back at when I started doing that I look back at those old ones now they make me so sad I'm like there's that freaking beautiful crystal glass with a Manhattan and the beautiful cherries that I did myself and the drunken cherries or whatever and I just look and I go oh I'm so sad for her <laughs> she was just kind of crying out a little bit when I did that I guess you know that's what, yeah. that was like the focus of my life at that time, at, at the end, at the end for me, that definitely became more where I took photos of that kind of stuff. So I get it. I get it. Um, well, I know that you kept a really beautiful blog, um, that you have with your family and things, and we don't have to share the name of that if you don't want to, but I'm just curious about your process when you were drinking. Cause for me, I wrote for, you know, a good eight years, on a blog that was pretty private that was just for my family, but it was an outlet for me. Was your blog an outlet for you? Yes, absolutely. It was pre-Instagram days. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I expressed, like, myself with photography and words and just, like, all the different aspects of myself. So it was like you were um, tapping into that, right? And and yeah. But that isn't that interesting you should about mention the name. Well, oh, I didn't know if you wanted to. Life. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it's hilarious. Now, right? <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I tried to look for it and I couldn't pull it up. I think maybe I wasn't putting the. I must not have been putting the title incorrectly. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna have to look after this interview again. I thought that was ironic. The glass half full life too, Katie. I did, and it made me want to hug you. That is my life. Like, seriously, I look back and I'm like, oh, there, Mm. (laughs) there was the little message starting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 No, it was, it was like the seed, right? Yes. Yeah. But I just was, but is it, that wasn't a reference to drinking though, was it? Or was it a reference to just being an optimist? It was just a reference to being an optimist. Yeah. I like I kind of like slowed down on the blog and stuff because inside I felt like a mass of contradictions, right? Because mm-hmm. I wasn't I was just showing the lights and I wasn't showing like the darkness. It was that's why Instagram really like saved me because I was able to show both, like the whole story. Got it. Yeah. So yeah, I, it's I, like that veneer that we put on for the world 
to see. Like everything's fine over here. Right. Nothing to see. Well, um, well, I focused yeah. on the good, right? So like you could focus on these things when you write our blogs the way that we probably wrote them when we were still drinking. Like it, it, it I, the reason I say sad, Katie, is because I'm sorry, I read your Instagram post about why you stopped writing it. And it also just kind of was like, you had a realization, it sounds like, like that you wanted to put that on pause. Like, can, can you share a little bit why you abandoned it? Why you abandoned the, the blog? Um, well, I like toward the last year, pretty much I was just, I had moved over like my 365 project to the blog and I was just like trying to focus on the kids and I kind of, I think I was really losing myself. I was just like, you know how it gets really dark towards the end. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have like faith in myself any longer. Cause I just like kept going down, um, uh, dead end. And I, d- I don't know, I guess it just wasn't fun anymore. And, um, I, I think I was trying to get sober at that point, but yeah. I didn't, it didn't. Right. Um, I think my word for that year was like able and that's where I left it and like underlying that, like I knew I needed to get sober to like realize my true potential. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of like cut a bunch of things out of my life that were taking up time and that just happened to be the blog. Yeah. I know I was always looking for something to fill that hole and I could never do it. You know, it was like, I'll vlog for a little while. This will, this will fill me up. And, um, and then it, and then it would, and then it would stop. And then I would grab something else and think this is going to be it. This is going to be the thing that's going to fill me up. And, and then it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. And the whole time I just, it, I just needed to address the one thing. And that was my drinking. Um, not that that's, you know, not also a symptom of things, but that was the one thing I had to, I had to address that I was avoiding, um, to find any fulfillment in anything else. So I, I get that. Yeah. Perfectly said. Exactly. It was like the sobriety was like the portal to like everything right mm-hmm. yeah exactly oh mm-hmm. I like that Katie that's that's a beautiful way to say that because it is it is I, I always say it's like the portal to my spirituality which is everything to me so mm-hmm. yeah well, well, speaking of your, your Instagram feed is so beautiful and it's obvious that you lean towards, um, the spiritual side of recovery. Uh, can you tell us what, what all of that means to you, how this ancient wisdom has influenced your recovery, the woo, whatever we want to call it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just goes back to like denying myself in sobriety like I just couldn't deny like the creator in me um to me like spirituality god the universe um magic angels they're all the same thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and I know that um and just having like 
faith in the system that's set up has really, you know, opened me up to manifesting the best life for myself. And also now I can be of use to others and that's Mm -hmm. just starting. So that's like super exciting. Mm. So yeah. Um, And what, what yeah, what, well, what, what made you choose Instagram as a place that you wanted to it really expressed yourself and like create a tribe because you've, I'm, you're so, I can see you on Instagram being so supportive of other women there and then vice versa. And it, and I feel like, um, and this is just from noticing that you've made, you've established a lot of like true relationships there. What made you choose Instagram as a place to, to do that and express yourself creatively in that way, put all your, put all your stuff out there? Um, really, it was, like, something bigger than myself that, like, led me there, and I just, like, had enough faith to listen to that little voice in my head that said, okay, now's the time you need to put yourself out there. It was, like, two weeks into my sobriety, and it just... There wasn't really, like, a reason. It was just, like, me following my divine path. Like, mm-hmm. this you is just how you... I, I felt, a, like, like yeah, a calling. It said, you're going to start this Instagram account. You're going to pour your heart out and have faith. You will find your tribe. You will find your people. And just, like, every day, I just, like, kept looking. I kept putting myself out there. And it's happened. <laughs> I do. I have like very strong relationships. I talk to my friends like every day. And I think that is why Instagram is so magical. Like people kind of sometimes are negative about social media. But for me, it like saved my life because I have such like, I, I live in such like a bigger idea that it's hard to like find those people right (laughs) in your neighborhood or in your town or yeah Mm -hmm. so you have to go out there and find them well you when you so that's a super important part of your recovery right that is your tribe yes your 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 instagram connections connection yes connection my word. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I'm curious, um, how did you come up with the name of your Instagram feed? And can you tell our listeners what that is? Yes, it's the Katie Chronicles. And since I was very young, I would keep journals. And I did like, um, I've shared pictures of it before. I should do that again. Um, I'd do like magazine clipping collages and then like write. Sometimes it was like poetry. Sometimes it was just like very similar to my um, Instagram posts, you know, just like searching for hope, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, on the inside cover, like I started writing the Katie Chronicles. And like, I don't know why, but I go back and I like, it was just me building myself up to be that moment. So when I came up with a name, 
whenever I like opened the account, it was just like, yes, this is what you're going to name Aww, it. I, like, I don't put much thought into <laughs> things. Things are kind of like laid out for me. And I just kind of like, okay, connect the dots, you know, like mm-hmm. this is how it's meant to be, right? It's my life plan mm-hmm. that I kind of set up around co-creating for my whole life. So, mm-hmm. And now you can see it when you're when your mind is clear because you're sober, you can connect those yes. dots. Yeah. I mean, I say that all the time, but I can't stress how amazing that is enough. Yeah. You're aware finally in sobriety, you start connecting those dots. Like you said, it's, it's been there all along, right? If you could just listen to it or tap into it. Um, how old were you when you started those journals? Um, or around? I would say, I mean, I have some going back to like 14 or so, but Mm -hmm. I think like the Katie Chronicles started more like 17, 18, somewhere like that. Isn't that interesting? I really like that. Yeah, I have a ton of journals. (laughs) That's so cool. Um, I was just at a retreat this weekend and Cheryl Strayed was talking about their, you know, your journals and her and Elizabeth Gilbert were having this talk and, um, you know, she said, do you, you know, when did you start telling, did you tell the truth to your journal was basically the question. And, um, you know, Elizabeth Gilbert did not. (laughs) And then Cheryl Strayed could identify when she did start telling the truth to her journal, but she is trans Cheryl Strayed is transcribing her journals. Um, kind of like, I think Sandra, you've talked about this before, like excavating the past, right? Yeah. I was and looking for up, clues, yeah. looking for clues. Yeah. That's what Cheryl's doing. So she's trying yeah. to tap back into her creativity and she's after, you know, all the success and needing to write another book. But I found that interesting. Like Katie, you're saying like that you went back to that too. Sandra, I know you've talked about that. Um, I think those, that journal writing is so important. I never it kept is. one cause I never wanted to tell the truth. Mm. So I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Katie, I was going to ask you, did you, have you found yourself going back and looking for clues? Like, you know, what led me to, um, choose alcohol as my, you know, as a, as a way to process life and to cope with life. I've, I've found myself, especially in the first year of my sobriety, I would go back to my journals a lot and try to look for clues, um, to just, understand how I had gotten to where I found myself, you know, at 45 and, and getting sober. Did you do that? Yeah, I've done it some, I haven't like delved in too much. Um, but yeah, I mean, they are just like flooded with clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, it's like very apparent and yeah. (laughs) I can just like open a page and like read it. And I'm like, Oh, like I know, like, and it's so many years later. Isn't that so interesting? Like, yeah, it was there. Almost like foretelling of your future. Right. You just kind of want to kind of like, kind of shake that girl a little bit and go, uh, look around girl. (laughs) Here. Give totally. me a hug, but you need to, <laughs> well, need it's to like look around at these things. It's like we had inklings, right? Mm-hmm. 
there's, it was revealing itself. And it sounds like Katie, yours, definitely you, you visually and the words and like, kind of, you're still doing that. You're still connecting all those dots kind of with how you share. And, um, so I want to, I'm really interested on how you share, um, and how you create your posts, you know, because the whole thing, it's not like just a plain old post on Instagram with like two words, like all I'm capable of really, you know, I don't put too much. You do a lot of writing there. You link music to it. Um, I'm just curious about your creative process as it relates to, um, that square, you know, and what you share there with everyone. Do they take a long time? How does that work for you? Yeah, they, um, don't take as much time anymore, but they did used to take a lot more time, especially when I was doing, um, like trying to sync up my days with my, um, number of days that I had been sober, like mm. the number of posts with that, because mm-hmm. I would try to fit like all my emotions for the day. I try to connect all the dots that had happened in the day into like one post mm-hmm. and, um, that took a long time because it's a lot of, um, introspection, mm-hmm. but it doesn't take as much time anymore. Cause I'm more able to just like focus on one thought. Um, but for me, that's where I find my focus, um, is to like make my life art. Right. So like when I look back on my posts, there's like so much meaning in each one. Like even if I go back and look, like I see things that I didn't even see in that day. Like it's the divine path of like my creator working through me almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, the music is just always been in my life and that's part of my story. Um, so Tell us, tell us more. Tell us. Um, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean by that? Yeah. Cause I um, love how you put, how you connect music. Uh, I know you don't do it every post, but there was a while where you, it seemed like you did. You could yeah, kind of lyric or, or something to, to what you were thinking for the day. Um, it's more like I'm kind of like channeling, <laughs> um, <laughs> The divine, I know this is going to get woo-woo on you. I love it. We're going to get more woo later, so let's just lay it out. (laughs) (laughs) I live, like, I try to live, like, as an open vessel for creativity. So, um, like, usually those songs, like, maybe I'll just, like, pray. Or, like, when I'm meditating in the morning, I'll just, like, pray or have, like, a certain thought in my head or something. And then I just listen to music and, like, sometimes that music is like brand new and I'm just like this, this is what I identify. This is what I'm feeling. And it just like all syncs together. It's like puzzle pieces that come together Mm -hmm. and um, I really can't take credit for it. It's just how my life is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're just paying attention. That's yeah. I'm just like very super aware I find that through sometimes like either podcasts or sometimes if I go to a meeting or see a friend, I oftentimes will hear what I need to hear that day. Um, or, or, or sometimes I, well, not sometimes, 
all the time when I pull a tarot card for the day too. Same thing. I'll hear what I need to hear. And it might not be something that's on the forefront of my mind, but oftentimes it is. And um, I hear the exact thing. So it's almost like the universe or however you want to call that force is reflecting back to me what I need. Um, and I, 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 so I get, I get your woo is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> like when you open yourself up to it instead mm-hmm. of like shutting yourself down every day with alcohol, mm-hmm. um, when you open yourself up to it and you just like go with it, right? You just mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay. I got the message. <laughs> like you evolve so quickly every day. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, so it's like you're answering that, that, that call. You're yes. kind of riding that wave. You're just going with it, which I find when I was drinking, I just resisted that. I resisted any kind of calling that wasn't my idea. You know, even though it could be looked at that it was a, I was a vessel or a channel. If, if it, if it didn't come from my, you know, kind of analytical thinking, I thought it was wrong. I thought it was silly. I wanted to dismiss it. I was afraid of it probably. Um, but I don't feel that way now. And I'm just starting yeah. to be, I can, because of what I've learned in the rooms, right? Open and willing, just be open and willing. And because of that little simple, you know, those two words, I'm like, I need to apply that to everything in my life, not just what I want to apply it to. And so that's what's made me really intrigued by you, Katie, and seeing what you share um, in that little square. I think you said to me last week, I just live the day and then I just put it in a square. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Yeah. And I thought that was so simple and so beautiful and so honest of you to say, you know, it doesn't seem Thank contrived you. or it doesn't seem manipulated. It just seems like it, like you said, you're just, it's coming through you. I think that's really beautiful. And, and it's rare on Instagram too, because you can, a lot of, like you said, social media can be looked at as this thing and it's got to be perfect. And yours is beautiful, but I don't feel like, um, it just makes me feel really happy when I look, I don't have any other feelings other than like, gosh, you put a lot of time and energy and it's beautiful. And thank you. Oh, thank you. I think that, I mean, it's really a symbol of like the bigger picture, Like you don't need to live in your past and you don't need to live in your future. You just need to live right now and today. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's how I think I've really become clear with the universe. And I'm like co-creating my life. Um, finally is because that's what I do. And Somehow Instagram was like the <laughs> with the, <laughs> the vessel like, or yeah, the container. The, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like this is how you're gonna uh, teach yourself how to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in in um, I know that I'm I, I have your interview coming up. You're doing a ray of light interview with me in a um, next month. You'll be in there, and you talked about um, giving yourself permission to create, and you said that's where the power resides. And I definitely, that resonated with me big time. And I think probably Sandra too, I would imagine. Like once you can give yourself your permission to full on, let's do this. Let's try this. Let's make this. You give Once you give yourself permission, it's like it's on. <laughs> We're ready to go. It's just been waiting, laying in wait. And so Absolutely. I appreciate that. I mean, that. I think that um, it comes down to like 
self-love, right? And like self-worth, like knowing that mm-hmm. um, we are like, we're worthy of shining our lights, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't feel so worthy sometimes when you're struggling, you know, and you're still drinking and you're just in that kind of groundhog day effect of, of your life. I know that's how it was for me, but once I started, got some sobriety under my belt and started, you know, it's like a slow building of that confidence and, and seeing that you are worth those things. And, um, yeah, I just, I'm now I'm, I'm much more open to, um, I don't even know why people call it the woo. See, I don't know anything about woo that I don't even know why they call it that, (laughs) but I just, I'm curious. So that's why I wanted to ask you a little bit more because, like crystals and moon rituals. And I know I ordered the sage from you. Um, and I want to talk about your new endeavor, your creative endeavor there, but I wanted, you sent me instructions. You sent me the whole thing and I still resist doing it. And I don't know why I think it's cause I don't, I can't, I'm not there yet. So I guess I want to ask you about that. Like, can you just enlighten me about like a few things like about the sage? Can you, we start there? Sure. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> I love ancient wisdom. I, there's something inside of me, like I'm going to have to do like a past life regression or something <laughs> um, to understand it all. But um, yeah, like just the ritual of sage burning, it has um, medicinal properties to like clear negative energy and that might seem like really out there but like once you start doing it um it's also part part of it is also the ritual that you're doing right so you're like creating better habits and better thought patterns and like um like i use uh, the i am affirmations in your sage ritual Mm -hmm. um to create um the reality that you want to create so I can't take credit for the sage, but I've just found a lot of um, just, what am I trying to say? Like uh, reassurance in the rituals, I guess. Oh, right, right. Well, and that's what rituals are for, right? The, just, yeah. You know, they, they ground an idea. They make it um, a tangible thing. Well, I yes. love rituals. So, okay, you, you're pulling me in there because I'm a big ritual person. So, but again, I don't know what this is. I'm sure my therapist could fill me in, but um, she doesn't like to tell me stuff. She likes me to figure it out. But just, it's almost like, even though I know you're not doing this, Katie, or anybody else, but it's almost like I just don't want to be told what to do. And so, and even though you're not, and no one is telling me what to do in my life, really. However, I look at it that way. I even looked at my old book club like they're telling me what book to read. I created the book club. We all just pick books, but I resist books because I'm like, I don't want to be told what to read. Mm-hmm. Well, why did you join a book club then? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's, so, it's like as silly as that for me. And I'm, for I resist. You. Yeah. For, well, then for you, you're speaking my love language. Like, oh. Then all you need to do is just get a match and light the sage and sit there and like burn it. And you don't have to like follow like the ritual I sent, Mm. you know, just like do whatever feels right to you. Like I'm a total 
like, I love that even more, you know, just, you don't have to do it at a certain time of day or, um, a certain time of the month necessarily. Like any time is a good time for a ritual, like your own ritual. But Absolutely. see, I'm, I'm just, just conf- show up. Just I'm just, okay, just show up. I'm going to write that down. Cause well, I just the, need the thing. The, the thing you're saying, Tammy, is that you like to come think to things on your own. You, you like to have discovered the thing or you like I to guess. just, uh, um, incorporate it when you, when I'm ready, uh, when you're ready and on your own. I think, I mean, like she sent me this beautiful page of how to do the ritual. Now the Virgo and me and the rule follower like really wants to do it how Katie sent it to me. But there's this weird, I just wanted to be honest and transparent because she asked me if I'd done it yet. There's something inside of me, this small thing, which is obviously not so small because I feel like this is a big thing in my recovery that I just resist everything. And you're right, Sandra, maybe until I think it's my idea or I think mm-hmm. that it's, and, th- and I think, um, I just, I guess I have to be ready and I have to be really mm-hmm. open. And I'm just kind of maybe opening up to this possibility, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice to talk about with you guys too, because I say, I don't care what people think anymore, but I know I still do. And this territory of the woo, I feel like I don't know enough. And so it feels a little, um, not scary, just not comfortable, I guess would be mm-hmm. the best way that I could say it yet the rooms of AA didn't feel comfortable to me. You know, the things that I've learned and have taught me, you know, Rob Bell used to be really uncomfortable to me to listen to. Um, all of my teachers uncomfortable at first to, to kind of drop into, but I don't know, but I'm really intrigued and I kind of don't know my way in, I guess. Mm. Yeah. I think being intrigued and experimenting is one thing, but I think also that, and and I think this goes for everything. You don't have to incorporate all the things, you know, you Mm -hmm. just, I mean, some things I resonate with and some things I just don't. And I don't know, you know, change, I could change my mind. I leave that part open-ended, but at the same time, you know, you can't do all the things, all the modalities, all the self-care systems and enlightenment rituals and all the things all the time. You just can't. (laughs) You just can't do them all. (laughs) You just have to do with what resonates with you. And, you know, and, and, um, and I love that you know, I love that you, Katie, do what resonates with you and that you share those things with other people because you're just, you don't shove it down people's throats at at all. You just kind of open it up and say, this is what I do and this is what I get from it. And, um, I hope you enjoy, you know, being a, a viewer, a a voyeur. (laughs) Well, that's kind of what drew me to Katie. Yeah, because I was exactly. interested. And then when she kept putting stuff, I'm like, and I think Kate, I don't know when I came across your feed, maybe after um, she recovers. And Natalie was asking me, like, do you follow Katie? You got to follow Katie. And I was like, I don't I don't know who Katie is. So when I started following you, I was like, it made me uncomfortable at first, I have to say, because I didn't really know all that stuff. But what made me um, stick around was your music, your graphics, like how how you were doing everything. And I was like, I want to know more of what she's, what her deal is. I want to figure it out. 
um, not figure it out, but just like stick around, I guess. Um, so I have, I have, okay, I'm going to keep going with this then. Um, crystals. So some people have given me crystals since I've been in sobriety and you were nice enough to send me a really beautiful crystal in my package as well. And I'm not sure what to do with them or what they mean. You know, I guess I don't have, um, I'm not sure. So I was wondering, is there any like favorite go-to crystals that help you or what is, I know you have a beautiful image of you with this amethyst and I'm just curious about that. Could you dive in a little bit about the amethyst? Yeah. Um, I'm holding it right now, actually. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Amethyst is my favorite. Um, well, it's the sobriety stone. So, oh. um, yeah, but it's also for spiritual awareness, right? So there you go. There's your, <laughs> I think I have sobriety one and spirituality go right hand in hand. I um, think I have one, Katie. I'm going to pull that out. Okay. And, you know, you can use the sage to um, clear the negative energy on your crystals or, you know, just like refresh it. Okay. And all that is is just, you know, putting it through the smoke and clearing the negative energy. So because I think um, I have yeah, some I negative use... around it. So thank you. That's a great that's a great tip for me, because I think yeah. I do have some negative around this now that we're talking about it. All right. Yeah, Keep like going. Sorry, I'm interrupting you because I'm getting excited. Go ahead. It, it, they do like it is all energy. Um, crystals have been around forever and they do um, like hold on to your negative energy if you're like ridding yourself of it and then they give you positive energy as well. So, yeah, saging it is always good. Um Amethyst is definitely my favorite. Um, helps you be like less um, like selfless and helps with like spiritual wisdom. Helps you um, get in tune with your higher power. Um, I love clear quartz. I think I sent that one to you as well. Yes, yes. Um, it kind of amplifies all the energies and helps you clear your thoughts. Um, since it's like clear, it also um, helps like harmonize all your chakras. I don't know if you guys like get into that at all. Um, I'm, I only know about the throat chakra, but yeah, so that I'm curious about all that too, but yeah, Um, I need to go like to school for this as well. (laughs) Oh, you just learn one little thing every day. And then before you know it, you're Mm -hmm. (laughs) getting everything aligned. That's what I've done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just learn one little one thing every day. Um, were you interested in anything in particular? Any well, stone? Which, which do you have? So a friend of mine sent me, because I think I've shared in a past um, podcast here about a low libido in sobriety, and sent me a rose quartz. Now, is that okay. something for sexuality or you know, I don't even know? Um, yeah, rose quartz is... Definitely for unconditional love, um, mm. helps you like build your partnerships and relationships. Okay. Um, but for like libido and stuff, um, I, I, I have a list of some crystals, but like smoky quartz, you know, like it depends on what you're wanting to do. Like, is this like something in like, um, 
Are you trying to prolong <laughs> your sexual pleasure? Or, um, you know, engage you it. To get, yeah. Tammy? <laughs> I have to be like, careful, you know, about this. <laughs> you, like, to chill for you. <laughs> um, let's put it this way. Lack of libido, I am not sure if that is just because of my age and we've been talking about this midlife solution business, I I could be perimenopausal. Also, I'm a little apprehensive about, you know, sex and sobriety. I'm not, I'm not, um, all in, I'm not. Um, and I thought I was really alone with this until I talked to a table full of ladies that she recovers over, over one of the breaks. And when everybody started talking and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm not alone. Like a me too effect happened. And, um, I want to respect my husband's privacy. And so I don't want to delve into specifics, but you know, it's not the same in sobriety as it used to be. I guess that's what I would say. Um, and, and, and so yeah, I don't know if you got any tricks for me with with crystals, but I'll take whatever you have to offer. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I had the same conversation at She Recovers in ah. a, a different little corner or a table with other women. And I definitely think it's um, has a lot to do with sobriety and like learning who what our divine feminine is, right? And looking for that. Um, masculine energy to kind of mirror us. Mm. Um, I've really delved into like, um, the sacral chakra. Um, it's where our sexuality is housed as well as creativity. What? (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. So, um, like that really interests me and I've been learning about that because, um, it's almost like the more like creative I get, the more my like set sexual appetite like increases hmm. and I don't necessarily know how to, um, like focus that energy yet. Okay. But I'll definitely send you crystals. Um, they, they work with the chakras and what are you thinking? <laughs> I'm just looking, I'm like writing down notes. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm like, sexuality is housed there as well as create as our creativity. And I was thinking, I know there's hmm. something there, right? Well, I'm super having all these super creative surges yet. I have like zero desire. So, well, I think like maybe if you're being like super creative, that maybe need to tone it down. <laughs> Yeah. Balance. Maybe I need some balance here. (laughs) I can relate, Katie. That's that's interesting. Um, I never would have... uh, Well, I guess I wouldn't have put it together in in thoughts and words like you just so eloquently did. But um, I I can see how those those two creativity and sexuality relate. I can see that. And, um, I'm wondering too, if it's just an overall, you know, raising of, of all your vibrations, um, Mm. that it kind of just pings, you know, all of those things. Yeah. I don't know. I think that that's, that's, um, I have to think about this, but I relate to that for sure. Um, that's uh, 
It's just, that's an interesting, interesting thought. And I've just had some epiphanies actually. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like with the, with the divine feminine and like, once you start getting into all this stuff, you'll start getting into that as well. Um, And just like that inner goddess inside of you, your feminine energy. um, Once you start awakening that, um, then you're looking for like the masculine energy to um, mirror that. So that's what I've been dealing with at least, (laughs) you know, (laughs) trying to balance that out. Um, Yeah. I think we're all, I'm so glad we're talking about it because I talk about it with my friends and I just know that there needs to be more of a dialogue to, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's hard. There's a little bit, um, I'm not a prude. I just, this is a stage in my life that is new and because of my recovery and of my, you know, I did the 12 steps I just finished and with my work on the fourth step and doing the fifth step and telling all those resentments and things, my part in it to my sponsor with my fifth step, I started seeing this thread of doing the ninth step of making the amends and you can do a sex inventory, um, when you do your fourth step, kind of, um, your own personal inventory. I didn't do a sex inventory with my sponsor because I think she thought she was going to lose me. If we did that, she was like, let's just do, let's just get you through the steps. And if we want to come back and visit this, we can. But as I did my steps and I'm, I'm going to share this. I do some writing where I'm going to write about this, but it's a tricky part. Cause I want to respect, you know, um, my husband, my past partners, you know, all of that. But there is definitely a thread in my story and of my drinking that, that sex is definitely a part of that and shame around it, behaviors, patterns. And so I'm just starting to explore that. And me and my sponsor are going to do a sex inventory, which sounds kind of scary, right? Just completely out of my comfort zone. Um, or would have been completely out of my comfort zone when I first got sober. Now from seeing all of the, um, the threads that were leading me through my steps and, um, I can, and I feel sturdy and stronger now that I'm, you know, through the steps, I can go back with her. I trust her and, um, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to do it. So we're just going to dive in, um, soon, like within the next few weeks. So I'm ready to talk about it. That's why I'm glad we are having this conversation and that we are, um, discussing it, even though it's a little bit uncomfortable for me. Um, but I'm not alone, which is the great thing, Katie. So like you're saying, you're having this conversation with your girlfriend, Sandra and I have talked about this, you know, and, um, it's this other part that, that we have to respect the other person that's in the relationship for me. Like I can't tell his story, um, out of respect for him. Um, but I want to tell my side a little bit and definitely stepping into just this, my age bracket and talking about midlife. I feel um, ready and interested to do this. I mean, Sandra have been kind of, you know, diving in a little bit at a time with this podcast. So I appreciate you sharing what, you know, yeah, well, I mean, I think it has a lot to do with sobriety, but maybe it also has to do with this midlife solution. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just all the timing of everything. But on some level, I feel like I'm just starting to be my authentic self 
um, in sobriety, right? So I'm just starting to learn everything about myself because I started using like drugs and alcohol right at that time when um, we started looking to the other sex for like our worth, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so it also has to do a lot with like codependency, <laughs> right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. a whole new world to dig into to like yeah. find well, that and out. It's, and it's not surprising. I mean, there's so much that we had that that we've had to relearn in sobriety. You know, we've had to find new coping tools. We've had to, you know, learn how to love ourselves. We've had to learn how to take care of ourselves. Um, we've had to learn how to have, uh, you know, mature relationships. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, I I mean, it's 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 not surprising that we have to relearn this too. Yeah, it's like next level, right? When I hit the two and a half um, year of my recovery, I felt like, okay, what's the next level here? What are we gonna? What's what? What comes next? What's the next thing I need to work on? Not that I don't continually need to work on, you know, humility, or I don't need to work on. Um, you know, self-care and um, telling the truth, all those basic things. Sure, we work on those all the time, but I felt like I was ready for another layer to be peeled back. And so I think that's why I'm ready to finally do that work. And I also really trust my sponsor, which I needed to develop that. That wasn't, I wasn't just going to, hey, I've only known you for a couple of months and I'm going to do a sex inventory with you. No, that, that wasn't going to happen. She knew it and was kind and gracious and just said, okay, we'll just, she didn't want to scare me away. <laughs> Very yeah, smart. <laughs> I'm interested in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you mind, I mean, do you, do you have any other questions, Sandra, about this department? Or? Well, no, no. Um, were you going to, I want to hear about your, your website and your new offering. Is that yeah. what you were going to go into yeah, yeah, yeah. me? Yeah, I want to hear, you know, because we we're, we talked about putting ourselves out there and but but creating an offering where you actually put something up for sale and you know, you've got sort of your validation on the line. <laughs> That's a whole nother level of 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 sharing yourself and your work on social media. So, um Katie, can you tell us how you you decided that that's what you wanted to do next? That was the next step for you? Sure. Um, I was kind of like pointed in that direction. But um, I had been like sending presents to like my girlfriends. Um, mm-hmm. And I wanted to do that on like a bigger level. But of course, I like couldn't afford to do that. Right. right. And um so I was like, well, what can I do? And I am so in tune with like the moon and I've made a lot of connections through that just because I rely on nature, you know, as a visual cue to like what's going on inside of me. I'm really into like connecting to that cyclical nature. Um, it just kind of all came together and it's, it's evolving every day. I mean, I just heard the little whisper and I was like, okay, I will do that. And I started it. And now I'm like learning more of the process as I go day by day. And then of course I wanted to like offer the crystals. Like 
I think it kind of has to do with like my Instagram feed. Like I just wanted to kind of bare my soul and I do it for myself really, you know, so I can like look back and like see my story. Mm -hmm. But when you do that, you kind of, whoever wants to see that mirror in themselves, like you kind of like give people permission to do the same for themselves. Right. So really I'm just sharing like, yes, I do do moon rituals and it's not that scary. It doesn't have to be like a big thing. It can be, I, I have to simplify everything for myself in my life for me to be able to do it, like to actually do it. So I just wanted to be able to like share what I do for myself and then whoever needs that like inspiration or guidance like they can have it too because it's really helped me so not why not Mm -hmm. like help someone else Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's growing I mean I'm learning about it just as I learn uh, my own rituals every day like I'm just like trying to go with the flow and be part of the process and evolve through it so can you I love sh- it. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. No, can I was just like, can you share the name of your website so that people can find find it? Oh yes, it's I am divine by design, and for as long as my Instagram account's been um, there, like I am is very um, important to me. Like the I am am for affirmations, and it really helps with manifesting. You know what you want in life. Um. And so, and it's also the name of God or the universe or whatever you want to call it. Mm. Um, So I have that. I am. And then divine by design, divine, divinity, also God. And then by design, it's all like, it's all, there's solace in knowing that um, destiny or whatever you want to call it. Like Mm -hmm. if you just like give into that higher power that you can be, you know, be part of life's plan. So anyway, mm-hmm. that's where it came from. I am divine by design. <laughs> I love it. And then your packages are, so what's available? What What is the offering exactly? Well, in the moon kits, um, I have um, like tangible um, items that you can use in your rituals for the new moon and then the full moon. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been doing it in like the cycle of the moon and then um, like a ritual and a card to go along with that to like help in your meditation or. I love it. And so people can purchase these um, like the little kits, they can add elements to the kit. Is that how it works or are they all kind of put together and you just buy the one kit and it, and you are the person that adds the elements to it? Yeah, it's already put together. Um, I did have that idea of maybe um, letting people add on to it, um, but I'm not there quite yet. For now, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm just like keeping it really simple because I got a little bit more complicated and... <laughs> That's you not needed really to good in the rein process, it in a little right? bit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll probably even simplify even a little more. <laughs> yeah. And so you, so is it a surprise what you get or do you, when you go to your site and you buy one, you know what you're getting? Yeah. You know what you're getting. Okay, cool. And then yeah. you can, I could see those being awesome for gifts for people. Yeah. They are. I got one. That's Katie, you like sent me to, one. Like, do eventually is like, um, 
offer like kits and stuff that you can send to your girlfriends and sobriety, whether it be like a milestone or um, like a birthday, like maybe I'll do like the zodiac signs or something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because that has been so important in my own life. Like just to like send something tangible to one of my Mm -hmm. friends since we are so far apart. Like that was always Mm -hmm. just like kind of, solidify the bond you know since right. some of these women I haven't met in real life I've met some of them but yeah so thank you for reminding me of that <laughs> <laughs> well we want to promote it for sure absolutely yeah, I love it. Yeah. and if I if I recall you sold them out like immediately the first ones you put up and so that's like the best case scenario <laughs> right yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I mean, part of this whole thing that we didn't mention is that you have to, you have to not, I mean, I was so afraid of failure forever that that is what kept me from, held me back a lot of of my life on putting myself out there, putting, um, uh, you know, even things that I felt like I was talented in and felt confidently talented in. Um, it would be so hard for me to put myself out there because I was so afraid of failure. Yeah. You, ha- you know, you have to just um, get to a place where you um, are okay. You're going to be okay with whatever outcome you get, <laughs> whether it's yeah, success or failure. Yeah. Yeah. Like nowadays I see I'm fearful and I like, okay that's something I need to go conquer, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's a big a big flag that that's something I need to do. And the only way you can really do that, I feel, is if you have connection or, like, community or, like, you know, someone to tell you that they believe in you. So mm-hmm. I think they both go hand in hand, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, the failure aspect um, – I kind of just like reside to it. Like, yeah, I'll probably fail at part of this, but mm-hmm. I'm going to learn from it. Right. And I'm going to be okay the next either time, way. Yeah. Yeah. And with this being my, my idea, like I'm going to just constantly be editing and like evolving and like, I'm open to that. I'm not going to like mm-hmm. attach guilt or shame or like anything to it. I'm only going to attach like goodness. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. It's all going to be done for progression I'm not perfection right <laughs> I know yeah. I'm not gonna be perfect I can't well, I fe- tried to live perfect for too long and you know that Exhausting. really didn't get you anywhere yeah <laughs> well fear is a great indicator it's just a great it's like a a little flare for me now you know like oh I should pay attention to that and why that is oh I should just do that anyway to get through it um mm-hmm. it sounds silly but yesterday I sent out a, a newsletter And there was so much fear around, like, would anybody want to read what I wrote? Is it going to look wrong? Am I going to do a typo and not catch it? Um, And then I've sent it out to all of these people, which is like 74 people. So I was like, nope, you keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. Just hit send or publish or whatever it was and just do it. Because then you're going to save that one. Because by the time you have done your 50th one, you're going to see your progression. Like you just said, like, you're going to, you're going to tweak it, fine tune it, evolve. Like that's part of, that is part of being creative. That is part of the process. 
And, um, yeah, I don't shrink from that anymore. I do still feel it for sure. But if I can use that as an indicator, like something I probably need to do or to tackle or to address, like even talking to you about all those things that we talked about earlier with crystals and, um, levitos, (laughs) you know, like it's uncomfortable, but yet, and yet I just feel like it needs to, I need to talk about that. I have to find my way. So thanks for helping me, um, through that. (laughs) being part of that (laughs) fearful. I mean, if you also attach to that fear, um, from your past experiences, like, Oh, how I overcame that. Like then you kind of can like foretell of like something really positive coming your way. Right. And then Mm -hmm. it's, it's more worth it. Yeah. That's how I feel at least. It's like something good's on its way. (laughs) I feel that way now in recovery. I can see that the hard thing or the thing you don't want to do, um, you know, there's all, all of these things have bloomed from that scary feeling. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, for me, it was when I walked into the rooms, you know, I didn't want to walk in there. Right. I don't want to go sit around a circle and call myself, um, you know, the a word and n- nobody want like when I hear that from ladies now, like they don't want to go do that. I'm like, actually, nobody wants to do that. <laughs> nobody ever wanted to do that when they went in there. Like, I don't think there's one person in that room that just was like, yes, but, um, So that leads me, I wanted to ask you about, um, just you've chatted about like in a perfect world, what, what I, I know you've shared a little bit about, um, what you might want to see as a recovery modality. Like, um, you shared it in the interview that I've already read that I'll be sharing. in, like I said, in a few weeks here, but can you share with our listeners, like the idea you might have of what a, a a recovery modality that would speak to you and you think would speak to others? Um, sure. Um, I've been in the AA rooms before and I respect them very much, but there was like something missing in my heart, um, when I was in those rooms, um, just as far as like, wait, what about, um, like the divine feminine and, um, just like how we could connect that to the system that, for me felt really, um, patriarchal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to like, women are coming together in so many different, um, aspects right now. Like, why can't we come together and like revamp AA? <laughs> we're not, we're, we just want to like make it better and just like, um, add the feminine touch to it right? Mm-hmm. Um, connect it to like, I'm so connected to nature. And like, that's really helped me in my recovery. Why can't that be part of the system as well? Mm-hmm. Just like, you got to like attack um, alcoholism from like an addiction from like every angle that we can just to like support the, the woman. So I don't know if that answered it, but did yeah. You? Mm-hmm. yeah, I when you say that, I think about the way I felt about organized religion as a kid growing up mm-hmm. in the particular religion that I did. I felt like it was so, even though I didn't really have words for it at that age, and it was the 80s, and um, but I, you know, and I also was as from, I'm also from a very small conservative town, but um. I felt the same way always. Like, why, why, why is there no, there's no feminine rep- representation here, um, except from 
Mother Mary who, you know, took a lot of hits, <laughs> a lot of hits. <laughs> and um, I always yearned for that, too. Uh, so anyway, I just I thought of that as you were as you were describing this perfect utopian place. <laughs> right. Like, I love that because that resonates with me so much. Um, the religion, you know, like. Mm-hmm. I, I felt that too growing up. It's like um, devoid of. It kept me from my like I had to try different religions to like get to my spirituality when all along it was like already within me, right? Mm. So yeah, I love that. Well, I think um, I think for me when I when I started going in the rooms, I could just shelve that. But I find the longer that I'm, you know, shelve the going. Okay, it's just a book written in the '30s, bunch of dudes. Got it. I couldn't get hung up on that because I knew that I wouldn't stay if I did. I would find it, yeah. you know, I'd need to, I would, I would excuse myself out of the rooms if I, and I, and I needed those steps, right? I, I knew that those rooms weren't necessarily the answer, but I knew that the steps for me spoke to me, their linear quality, even though I know they're circular, but the linear nature of just going one through 12 and get a sponsor. So I kind of had to shelve my questions. Um, and I don't know, I, I, I need to examine that a little bit more. I think that's the journey. Like I'm saying, there's like this next level of my recovery that's happening now where that I feel firm in my sobriety that now I can explore these other things. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I feel I'm at. Whereas I'm not going to as many meetings as I once did. And I am seeing things a little differently when I'm in the rooms. Um, like Sandra said earlier, like, um, I will wake up, have an issue, text with Sandra, take myself to the morning meeting. And it's like, it's laid been laid out for me lately. The reading, the shares, the topic, and I'll like text or call Sandra afterwards. Like you are not even going to believe what just happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. I'm aware, um, I'm open to that being divine intervention or my higher intervention or my higher power. Whereas before, I don't think I would, that would be like the fifth thing I would say that that was, you know, it was coincidence or it was, oh, that was weird. But I wouldn't kind of really sink into it and get the message and think that that was from somewhere else. And so I am interested in the idea of the divine feminine. And you have a phrase um, about, you were talking about a journey of manifestation. You have another word for that. What would you call it? Oh, yeah. Well, manifesting. (laughs) Right. It takes a little while to say, like, get used to saying it. But, yeah, I'm working on getting the will manifest your life um, trademark. Uh And I hope to get that. And, yeah. Instead of it having the man, it would be woman. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, absolutely. This is not, like, just a woman thing. Um, but I think the woman needs to like find her voice in it more. And, um, I just want to put it out there that I do support, um, like the divine masculine as well. Um, but since I'm a woman, I focus on the feminine aspect. (laughs) Of course. I like that. So So womanifestation Mm -hmm. is how we would say it. Yeah. Womanifestation. I like that. Oh, Oh, Katie. Well, we could, I could talk to you for a lot longer and I, yeah, I might be one of the gals. You, we start talking on the phone. Um, <laughs> we can go deep. 
<laughs> well, um, thank you. I, I think we wanted to, unless Sandra, do you have anything else you want to ask before yeah. we move on to our, our unruffled uh, toolbox? Yeah, I'm going to hear Katie's three things. Yeah. Katie, do you have three things to share with our listeners that really help you with your, either your recovery journey or your, how your creative life or just three things that are like your go-to items that you, we call it the unruffled toolbox. Um, absolutely. Well, two of them won't be very surprising to you. Well, they probably, none of them will be, but um, (laughs) absolutely, I have to mention number one, um, nature, um, is very important to me. I go out into nature to like, um, see creativity. I co-create with nature on a daily basis. Um, I use visual cues from nature and, um, that really helps me that helped me in sobriety and that helped me in my spirituality. And to me, they're the same thing. So mm. <laughs> nature's number one. And then, um, meditation, just like being still and being a conduit for, um, the creator to lay, um, will manifest through my life, um, is definitely number two. And I use the Ananda app Ooh, what's um, that? with Deepak Chopra. And, um, he's my man. He like speaks (laughs) to my soul every day and, um, they're only like 10 minute meditations, but you can make them longer if you want to. Um, but I think 10 minutes is sufficient and, um, you can do it more throughout the day. Sometimes I'll just like do more. Um, and then my editing apps on my phone. I know people want to know some of those. I do. Um, I don't have like a degree in graphic design or anything. I've just um, always like through my family's photo albums for years and years, I've been editing on my phone. I have um, a Galaxy Note and um, I can do a lot of things with that. But my apps that I use, um, some of my favorite ones um, for like the graphics and um, brightening pictures, cropping, all that. Um, Snapseed's awesome for that. Mm-hmm. Pick Lab. Wait, what is it? Pick Lab? Is it P I C L A B? Yeah, I okay. know Pick Lab. But what was the first one you mentioned? Snap Seed. Oh, Snap Seed. Okay. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Um, Aviary. A V I A R Y. Okay. Pixlr. P I X L R. And Word Swag. Mm hmm. You have an arsenal. I love it. I would, yeah, yeah, I think our listeners are really going to want to know that because, yeah, yours are beautiful how you do all of that. That's so, those are a lot of apps. Do you use, is there like your favorite or your go to, or do you really use every single one? No, like those pictures on Instagram have gone through like at least three different apps. I like have like a visual memory of like, um, like, ideas that I've seen and I'll like crop and brighten with Snapseed usually is where I start. And then I'll, um, add other like effects and graphics with the other ones. So at least three apps, sometimes more. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That makes me nervous. Like I'm so averse. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give it a try, Katie. I'm just, I feel, um, No, I love it. I love it. Um, I just, I just tell myself stories of what I can't do so that I'm not even going to go there. That's ridiculous. I can totally do that (laughs) if I want to. Um, 
there was, oh, there was editing apps, your phone. So your phone is your main, you don't take it to the computer to do it. You do it on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I used to on the computer, but now it's just like so much more efficient to do it on my phone. I have uh, a phone that has like a pin in it if I want to do like little details Mm -hmm. and yeah, I can do it on the go and it's just what works for me. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was your third one, right? Your, your picture apps. I love it. No, that's going to be really helpful. Creative tool to like package it, I guess. (laughs) Well, and we didn't talk about it much and we we're probably running out of time, but you know, you're a mom too. And so I think that's such a cool thing that you figured out how to, how to, how to make that all work together. I always love hearing this, like, you know, little hacks or what, however people, (laughs) however moms make it all work being a mom and, you know, being a creative and, um, making making time for all these little things that we want to do throughout the day yeah yeah it's like a juggling act for sure and knowing those little tools or tricks or um you know just like you said with your meditation app too like I think uh, I'm just starting to use some apps meditation apps on my phone and it's pretty it's convenient now we all have our phones with us all the time you know and it's, yeah. uh, that's, that's great. So thank you so much. Okay. Thanks for everything. Yeah. I could keep talking to you, but thank you. I just I really appreciate so Oh, yeah. see, it wasn't, we're not oh. scary, right? Not scary at all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. Well, thank you. I hope you have just a beautiful day and, um, yeah, just thanks for being on the show. All right. Thank you, ladies. Thanks, Katie. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by NMMD. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designer Chris Aguirre. Thanks for listening.